Welcome to Life Church of Mobile's audio podcast. We hope that this teaching will challenge you in any season of life you may be in. Thanks for joining us and enjoy. Everybody say Abraham. I love to teach on Abraham. And I, you know, I've done, I've done lessons from the life of Moses. I've done lessons from the life of David, lessons from the life of Joseph, uh, lessons from the life of Elijah. And today I want to, I want to start and, uh, glean some things. I've taught on Abraham before, but I want to go a little bit deeper. Uh, so if you are, if you got your Bibles, turn with me to Genesis chapter 12. I think some of this will be on the screen. There it is already. And, uh, we'll jump right into the word tonight. Isn't the word good? Everybody say, the word's alive, active, and effective. I receive it. Now, the Lord had said, everybody say said. The Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country. I had preached these verses until I thought I couldn't get any more out of them, but there's still more. (laughs) He said to Abram, get out of your country from your family, from your father's house to a land I will show you. I will make you a great nation, make you. Mm. I will bless you, and I will make your name great. And you'll be a blessing. Wow. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. God said that to Abraham. He said it. He said it. He said it. He said it. I'm laboring a point. Then the Lord appeared to Abram again, and what did he do? He said, he said, Drew, he said, to your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel, and he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west side of Ai and on the east, and there he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. When we talk about Abram, who of course would be Abraham, we are talking about a God strategy to reach God's intended purpose for your life. Somebody say amen. amen. God's intended purpose. Everybody, I want you to say with me, God has purpose, God has purpose. and intent amen. for my life. Wow. And it's good. good. Say it again, and it's good. Amen. Better than I could do for myself. God had a plan for Abram that was better than Abram could have figured out how to make it happen for himself. Are you with me? Abraham was born, and I'm giving you just a brief history because you know it, but you need to re- re- I need to reiterate it because it goes along with what we want to get glean out of this. Abraham was born and raised in Ur of the Chaldees, which is modern-day Iraq in the southeastern part of that country. And if we read in Joshua chapter 24, verse 2, now now the history here makes a difference because all of us have a history. All of us have a past. All of us have things in our lives that, you know, we can look at and say weren't ideal and weren't perfect. And a lot of times when we talk about Abraham, we think about Abraham just being, uh, you know, automatically just, just at this point when Abraham had a past also. And if you look in Joshua chapter 24, verse 2, here's what the word says. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Your fathers, including Terah, the father of Abraham and the father of Nahor, dwelt on the other side of the river in old times. What's that last part of that verse? They served other gods. 
A lot of people don't realize, but Abraham and his father worshipped idols. They were idol worshipers. But God said, but God said, I will make of you, Abraham, I will make of you. Oh, punch your neighbor and say, God said, I'll make of you. (laughs) I'm telling you right now, God's going to make of you. You hear me? That is a promise being released. You are not hopeless. Your life is not hopeless. Your past is not going to rule and reign on you. God has got some making to do in somebody's life tonight. That is good preaching, Brother Scotty. Glory be to God. Give me five. Amen. God said, I'll make of you, Abraham. I'll take an ordinary idol worshiper and I will make of you the father of a nation and I will make of you somebody who will bless the entire world. Our God is an awesome God. And here's what he's he's saying to Abraham back in, let's go back to Genesis chapter 12. God is saying, I have some making to do in you, Abraham. I got some making to do, but I can't get it in you as long as the parameters of your thinking haven't been shaped by me. They've been shaped by who you were born to, by what you've experienced, and your day-to-day environment. I need to say that again. God is saying, now, Abram, get out of here. And listen, here is not necessarily a physical place. It can be a mental place. It can be a spiritual place. It can be a soulish place. It can be any of these areas of our lives that are dominated by anything that is keeping God from making us into the image that he has for us. He says, Abraham, you're going to have to... Let me go back. He says, Abraham, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house. Out. What he's saying is... I've got to get you out from under that influence. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? That place where you're influenced by things that are going to keep you from becoming who I have called you to be. Those that that, that you've been shaped by who you were born to, by by what you've experienced in your day-to-day environment. And here's what God, I believe, is saying. He's saying, I cannot put inside of you the things that I need to put inside of you when your thinking and your understanding is so narrow. He's saying, I got to get you out from the people. And let me just say it. I got to get you away. And it's not necessarily, it doesn't have to be a physical thing, but I've got to get you away from the people that are feeding you that stuff. Influence. Abraham, I want Abram, I want to get you away from the influence that is going to hold you back. And I want you to come under my influence. This is one time that it's good to be under the influence. Amen. He's saying, come out of that, your, that environment. And those that are feeding your, that feeding you this stuff. God's voice is always calling out to us from an unhealthy surrounding to bring us into a a better place. Because here is a prophecy and here is a confession, and I want you to get a hold of this. There is greatness 
all over this room tonight that is just ready and ripe and getting ready to come out. I wish somebody say, oh, amen. You got, somebody say, that's me. And I don't care if you're seven or 97, there is greatness in this room that is still yet to come out. Boy. Oh, my God. God is saying, Abraham, if you'll come out from under that influence, I'll carry you in. And again, it's not necessarily a physical move. God was bringing Abraham, let's watch this, to a place of increase that his old world and thinking was not framed for. Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye, how? By the renewing of your mind. Your mind is influenced by the, your, your surroundings, your environment, the voices that you hear. Abraham, I, I can't transform you as long as the influence there is going to be the predominant one. You've got to come out. God was bringing Abraham to a place of increase that his old world and thinking was not framed for. And God told Abraham, if you'll come out, watch this, from what they told you and listen to what I tell you, you'll do something your family hadn't done before. I should have had somebody run around the room after that. I gotta, you got to soak that in. Abraham, if you'll come out from what they told you, and listen to what I'll tell you. You'll do something your family had never done before. They told you you couldn't. God said you could. They told you you wouldn't. God said you would. They told you don't try. God said, let's go. <laughs> I wish somebody would stir it up up in here tonight. Oh my God. God told Abraham, come out and listen to me, Abraham. Romans, listen, listen to this in Romans 4, 17. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Now, most people read that verse and read it wrong. Most people read that verse and think Abraham, it's talking about Abraham calling things that be not as though they were. That's not what that verse says. God says to Abraham at 100 years old, you're going to father a nation. He has no children. The Bible says his body was as good as dead. Some things don't work at 100 like they do when you're 30. Who was quiet in here? And we wonder why Sarah laughed. God is saying, I can't mash greatness through tiny, twisted, bent thinking. New vision is going to be planted. And this is how God did it. Romans 4.17, if you go back and look at it, this scripture is not about uh, Abraham calling those things that be not as though they were. It is a scripture about God calling things that be not as though they were. Yes. 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 Hallelujah. 
Everybody say, thank you, Lord. I'm created in your image, in your likeness, with creative power. What an amazing pattern for us. God is saying, God says, I am the God who calls things that be not as though they were. That's the kind of God we have. God blessed Abraham. And do you know how one of the main elements of God blessing Abraham was? You know what it was? Saying. I know. Listen, you start teaching like this and everybody thinks about people that have abused it. Listen, that's got nothing to do with the truth. The truth doesn't change people that, that go crazy with it. The truth is the truth. God is a God who calls things that be not as though they were. And he blessed Abraham first by saying. Blessing is an empowerment to walk in grace and peace in every area of your life. How many of you want to live a blessed life? But without saying, there will be no blessing. Hebrews 11.3, listen to this. This is a powerful verse. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed. Now, when you frame something, what are you doing? You're constructing it. It's a construction term, Harold. It's a construction term of, 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 of creating. The worlds were framed, how? So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are. You can't see words, but I tell you, they are powerful. And let me tell you, the devil knows The enemy knows the power of words. That's why he's trying to change the definition of words in our culture and in our society today. He's trying to hijack the language. Because if you can change the meaning of something, you've totally hijacked the word. Ooh, that's good stuff, Brother Scotty. God blessed Abraham by first saying... Blessing is an empowerment to walk in grace and peace in every area of your life. But without saying, there will be no blessing. I'm being being repetitive on purpose. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. We must align ourselves with God's word, saying what he says, and we need to believe his word is right And declare it. Job chapter 6 verse 25, we won't look at it, says that that right words are forcible. They're powerful. The Hebrew word for forcible is maratz, I believe is the way you pronounce it, meaning powerful or, what's this, constructive. How many of you want to build a good life? A blessed life. Boy, I do. I, listen, I'm preaching to myself. Sometimes I let this stuff start slipping. Yeah. And I have to go back and remind myself, I want to construct a powerful, blessed life, a powerful, blessed family. No matter what age we are, whether it's our kids or our grandkids or whatever it is, we construct, oh my God, we construct with our words. Yeah. 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 We build with our words. 
And that's the model that God gave us. Align ourselves with God's word. Construct. Declaring God's word constructs good things to come to us. Tell your neighbor right now, good things are on the way. You know, when I have you say things on Sunday, I'm not trying to fill up time. Lord knows I can talk long enough to fill up time. Don't you say amen. I am trying to get you stirred up so that you can say something and get some stuff going on. Construct some things. Build some things. It's not just a a, a futile exercise. Declaring God's word constructs good things to come to us. Look at Job 22, verse 28. It says this, Thou shalt also decree a thing. Mm. We're we're not going to be long tonight, but I'm going to tell you this. We're going to show you something that I've never seen before in just a moment as we get ready to next five or ten minutes to wrap this up. We're going to end up with saying some decrees. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. How many of you are ready to make some decrees in your life? You know, decrees in this nation. We made some decrees in this house, decrees in our church, decrees in our family, decrees in our business. Man, you'll decree a thing and it shall be established unto you and the light shall shine upon your ways. Let me show you something. It's not in your notes, but you know, this is so powerful and it's, again, it's so uh, fundamental to who God is, but you don't have to necessarily turn there, but in Genesis chapter one, we, you know, we forget all these things. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Verse three, then what happened? Then God what? Say it, say it. Then God said, then God said, God began to construct. Go back to Hebrews 11. God began to construct with words, faith-filled words. Then God said, let there be. And there was. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw the light. It was good. He called the night dark. Then God said, Verse 6, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. Then God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together in one place. Then God said, let the earth bring forth. Some of you need to start speaking and we need to start speaking to some areas of our lives and begin to tell it to bring forth. That same model is offered to us. We are made in the image and in the likeness of almighty God. And we need to start speaking to some areas of our lives and, and tell it to start bringing forth. I'm, I, am, I am telling the offerings in this church to start bringing forth million-dollar offerings. I'm not going to quit believing for it. I've been saying that for two or three years now. I don't care. I'm going to keep on. Why? Not so we can, so, you know, it's, it's not about us. It's about what we need to do with it. And you know that. But I am, I'm just releasing that in Jesus' name. God said, God said, verse, verse 14, then God said, God said, God said, that is the pattern. 
of, of all through Scripture. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon your ways. Watch this. And then I want to show you something really, really powerful that I've never seen before until I studied this. Faith decrees based on God's word mobilize angels to help us build successful lives. Boy, I got about a half of y'all looking at me like a calf looking at a new gate. Do y'all believe in angels? Y'all believe there's actually angels? I mean, you know, so much church is just, man, they just operating on head knowledge now. They don't even believe half the stuff in the Bible. I believe there's angels. And there's a way to mobilize them. And I'd never seen it before. Now, I won't know about you. Well, I do. You're like me. I won't. Everything God's got for me. That means anointing. That means all of these things. And that if if there's situations. In fact, I want angels loosed all the time working on my behalf, on behalf of you, on behalf of this church. Now, most of us have read Psalm 103, and we know it. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. But you know, there is a verse tucked away in Psalm 103 that is amazing. Psalm 100, some of y'all, you know what? This is amazing. Let's, Let's look over at Psalm 103, verse 20. Bless the Lord, you his, watch this, who excel in strength. Watch it. Now watch, this is important. Who do his word. And what voice do they heed to? The voice of his word. In other words, when I am speaking this, Harold, angels come to attention. You want to get, how many of you want to get angels' attention in your life and stuff going on? Here it is. They don't just listen to every order you give them. They heed the voice of his word, which is another way of saying they are uh, 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 ministers to those who are heirs of salvation to do and accomplish his will in the earth. If you want to get the angel's attention, and I do, speak the word. Say the word. Pray the word. Release the word. Begin to construct with the word of God and angels will come to attention. Now, I just have this, this feeling in my heart from everything I've seen that there are a lot of angels that are unemployed. Good word, girlfriend. Go, you, I'm telling you, that's awesome, Miss, Sister Hermenia. A lot of unemployed angels, bored angels, sitting around waiting for somebody to speak the word of God I don't want my angels to get bored, sit around twiddling their thumbs, flapping their wings. I want them busy. 
I believe the word of God. I'm going to speak the word of God and I'm going to get my angels and our angels' attention by proclaiming the word of God. I believe this is another reason the enemy, he hates the word. He knows if he can get churches to quit preaching the word, declaring the word, saying the word, the angels are going to sit around and not have anything to do. And, you know, and, and everybody's worried about, uh, you know, a lot of times, oh boy, I don't know if I ought to go there or not. Demons are getting, they get, they, they're getting stirred up by these, some of these words that are being spoken. But here's the thing. We got more angels on our side than the ones that fail. Let's get some of these forces working for us. Amen. Now, that's word I just gave you. And I've read Psalm 103. And, I, you know, somehow I had just, man, that just came alive to me. And so I'm asking you to join with me, and I tell you what, let's lose some, let's do, let's do some, as we close this out, and we're going to get out a little early tonight, but it's been a long day, but I am energized and full of faith, but I'm going to say what I got to say, and we're done. But let's release some faith decrees, and these are just a few that I'm going to give you tonight. There won't be more later, but I tell you, I am, I am stirred up in my heart and in my life for, for more of, of, of what God wants to do and desires to do, more manifestation of what God wants to do and desires to do in our lives, in our midst, in our congregation, in your life, more healings, more complete 100% miraculous healings, nothing short, nothing left out. Prayers answered like never before. I mean, you know, there's an example in the scriptures of the warfare that goes on. And I'm telling you, folks, the word of God spoken in faith gets the angels' attention and releases them to work on our behalf in powerful, powerful ways. So, I tell you what, uh, let's, let's stand up and say some of these, all right? Guys, if you'll put those up, or just I don't know if you can put them up four or five at a time, if you got them one at a time or whatever, we'll just do them one at a time. All right, here we go. One, two, three. We lose strength to stand and win. We are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We declare the kingdom of God grows and prevails. Lost harvests will now be restored to us. Let's say it this way. Come on. Lost harvests will now be restored to me. Amen. Let's say it together. Lost harvests will now be restored to me. And you know what that means? I got to stop and preach some of these. <laughs> years that the locusts have eaten, according to Joel. Only God can restore years. Thank you, Jesus. He's a restoring God. Oh, hallelujah. Lost harvest will now be restored to me. Let's go on to the next one. Lost finances will now be restored to us. Let's say it to me. Lost finances will now be restored to me. Let's say it this way. Lost finances will now be restored to the church. And every one of these are biblically based. And I'm telling you, there's power in this, and we, got, we can't back off of it. 
We got we to be stronger in it than we've ever been before. Yeah. All right, let's go on to the next one. Lost business will now be restored to us. And that means the body of Christ corporately. Those that have been persecuted and kicked to the, to the curb because the Christian businesses weren't uh, appreciated, I'm telling you in Jesus' name, lost business is going to be restored to the body of Christ. Let's go on to the next one. The years the locusts, the palmer worms, and the canker worms have eaten will now be restored. Whatever your family went through, whatever the hurt was, whatever the pain was, whatever that broken relationship, whatever the guilt and condemnation that have taken years from your life, in Jesus' name I declare and I decree it shall be restored unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hallelujah. Ooh, I feel that. It's anointing. Let's do that one again. The years the locusts, the palmer worms, and the canker worms have eaten will now be restored. Amen. Amen. Let's go on to the next one. Power for new beginnings. Power for new beginnings. Power for new beginnings. Wow. Power to be fruitful and multiply, be loosed. I want you to say with me, I speak fruitfulness into every area of my life. Health, be restored. Strength, be restored. Energy, rise up. Hallelujah. Let's say it again. Power to be fruitful and multiply. Amen. Oh, Lord, I love it. Is there, are there more? Keep going. Gifts of the Holy Spirit be loosed in greater measure than ever before. Let's do it again. Gifts of the Holy Spirit be loosed in greater measure than ever before. And you know, that means you're going to operate in wisdom. You're going to operate in knowledge. You're going to operate in discernment. You're going to operate in the gifts of, the pa- of power. You're going to operate in, listen, in gifts of healing. There are a number of ways for healing to come. One of them is through the gifts of healing. We decree we will move with the whole. Oh, we ought to say that in the whole house. We decree we will move with the Holy Spirit. One more time. We decree we will move with the Holy Spirit. Amen. We will move forward. Now, come on. <laughs> we will move forward. We will move forward. We will move forward. We will move forward. Now, don't forget when you say that, you get angels' attention. And they're looking for ways to help you. They're looking for ways to help me. I know some of y'all are saying, this is so far out. It's in the Bible. I'm telling you, it's time for us to tap into everything God's made available to us. I want them looking for ways to help me move forward. I want them looking for ways to help me move in the gifts. I want them looking for ways to help me obtain everything God wants me to have. All right, here we go. We decree a shift in this nation to move from complacency to discipleship, from intimidation to valor, 
from hopelessness to confidence, from four walls inside buildings. Oh, we got to say that one again. We got to say it again. We decree a shift in this nation to move from complacency to discipleship, from intimidation to valor, from hopelessness to confidence, from four walls inside buildings to the streets. And we decree that for the church. Are there any more or is that it? Ah, here we go. We decree that resources are being restored God is not just a God who adds. He is a multiplier. Oh, glory to God. Let's say it again. We decree. Let's go back to that one. We decree that resources are being restored and multiplied. Whew. All right, on to the next one. We decree we are entering into a new season. We are leaving the dock. Our sails are up, gathering Holy Spirit breezes. <laughs> Let's say this. Wind of the Holy Spirit. Say wind of the Holy Spirit. Blow strong in this house. Blow strong in my life. Is that it? Okay, here we go. We are sailing into deep waters. Hey, I'm telling you what, we're not dabbling in the puddles anymore. We're taking the deep things of God. I mean, out where the big fish are. I'm talking about we're going out where the mighty miracles and the mighty deliverances and the mighty things of God. God is calling us into that place, and I just i am releasing it in Jesus' name. Are there any more? Okay. New things never done before will now be done. One more time. New things never done before will now be done. Let's say this thing. New things never seen before will now be seen. New things never seen before will now be seen. I declare and decree that in this house people will leave saying, I have never seen anything like that healing that just took place. I have never seen anything like that deliverance that just took place. I've never seen anything like that miracle that just took place. I've never seen anything like that. I've read about it in the Bible, but I've never seen anything like it. We loose it and we decree it in Jesus' name. Anything else or are we done? Is that all? Okay. New strategies blessed by Holy Spirit will now be done, assisted by angel armies. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Woo, angel armies. Angel arm. One more time. That one again. New strategies. Blessed by Holy Spirit will now be done, assisted by angel armies in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, this is uh, Elisha. He prayed. He and his servant were surrounded. And he, had a, he, he already saw. You know, he didn't pray for his eyes to be opened. He prayed for his servant's eyes to be opened. And he saw... Angel armies all around them. Now, if that can happen under the old covenant, and we got a better covenant, I want to ask you a question. Why can't it still happen today? 
I've heard stories of angel armies doing with making mighty deliverances in the land of Israel. Storms coming through and blowing uh, a, a whole field of mines that were set by the enemies of Israel, blowing them uh, the, the dirt off of them and exposing them so that the armies could just march. The armies of Israel could just march right through. Angels are powerful. We don't worship angels. But angels are sent to be ministers to those who are heirs of salvation. How many heirs of salvation in this house tonight? <laughs> oh, glory to God. What else we got? Okay, here we go. We loose the gospel, which is the power of God, to be fruitful and multiply. Let's say it again. We loose the gospel, which is the power of God, to be fruitful and multiply. And let's say it this way. We lose the gospel, which is the power of God to be fruitful and multiply in the United States of America. Amen. Amen. And in the world. All right, is that it? Is that the last one? We agree with you, Lord. Again, we agree with you, Lord. We agree with your words. We agree with your will. Amen. All right, here, I think this is the last one. I think I saved the best for last. How many of you could use a little bit of the favor of Almighty God? Boy, I'll tell you, I got my hands up. I tell you. Here we go. We decree the sticky favor of God like honey is all over Christ's air. Oh, we got to say that again. You ought to say this every day about yourself. We decree the sticky favor of God like honey is all over Christ's heirs. Long-lasting benefits are materializing for our families. They are intersecting with our families' life journeys. Angels are surrounding us to bring it to pass. Well, there's more. My goodness. In Jesus' name. We release angels who assist the release of the high priestly anointing of Jesus to us and through us. It's a breakthrough anointing. <laughs> we will say what God says. We will say what God says. We will say what God says. We will say it boldly with passion, and do so every day. I believe that's it. Yeah! Thanks again for listening to Life Church of Mobile's podcast. If you would like to find out more about our church, you can visit us at lifechurchmobile.com.